You're listening to the Lawyers with Purpose Practice Success Podcast, hosted by Lisa Rozier, featuring attorney Dave Zampano, along with frequent guests. Whether you're a seasoned estate planning attorney, an attorney looking to add estate planning and elder law to your existing list of practice areas, or you're just starting out, this podcast will give you a solid plan for success. Listen now as Dave and his guests share their personal journeys to practice success and the insights they learned along the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lawyers with Purpose Practice Success Podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier, and I'm joined today with Dave Zampano. And today, um, our topic of conversation is advertising, law firm advertising, something, Dave, you know very well from an internal law firm perspective, and I know well from an external person that's supporting a law firm in their advertising and marketing efforts. Yeah, we had the last conversation around internal marketing right which is what we called our relationship management system and we've had some requests to do a little more on that so we'll dig into some of those other meetings but today i thought it'd be great lisa because i have you i mean i don't know if people understand the relationship you have with me but it was about 10 years ago i think you you worked at a marketing firm uh, locally and i had had several marketing firms you think it's more than 10 years huh and, uh well i say we'll say with 10. <laughs> well again your beautician does a great job in keeping that hair jet black. But, um, but I know there'd be a few grays working with me that long. But, um, but you know, one of the things that, you know, you know, I've always had a pretty hefty budget uh, in retail marketing. Um, but I think it's worth having a conversation today because lawyers, I think, don't know what to expect. And so I'd like to challenge you. You're, you work on that marketing side of the world. Um, what should lawyers expect when they do, and again, I love your distinction. How do you distinguish marketing versus advertising? So marketing is typically um, inexpensive. There's no cost associated with, unless there's one-time only expenses for building your brand, building your logo, et cetera. But marketing is like we just talked about relationship building. It is um, doing community oriented events, um, just getting your name out there in a non-transactional kind of way. So like, I think a lot of lawyers would think of that as branding. Branding. When people people think of your firm name, what do they think? Mm -hmm. What is their story around it? That whatever it is, good or bad, it's what you've created by your marketing. It's your story. Absolutely. So distinguish advertising. Advertising is when you are actually spending money to generate a lead. Generate a lead. Where would you be spending this money? What are all the possible areas? Again, I think we've always called it retail marketing. So advertising, I think what we're talking about here is we're we're communicating directly with the consumer as opposed to RMS. We're we're dealing with people that our target market would be working with, allied professionals we refer to them as. And so in this one, we're going directly to the consumer. So what would be the different advertising mediums that someone would do to reach their target market? So there's a there's a couple of things that I want to say before I jump into information overload, and my apologies if I make somebody's head spin, but um, first and foremost, not every law firm is the same. Your market isn't the same. So what might work over in California might not work in Missouri, might not work in New York. Um, so that's something that you have to take into consideration. All their thing is, is that don't just start spending advertising dollars to do it. You have to have a path and plan. Um, even if, if it's a short-term three-month plan, don't just spend and see what's going to stick. 
Um, be intentional. So when I've worked with law firms about their advertising, that's always the step one. What, what's your game plan? Then we take a step back and we look at all of our options. And traditional media does fall into place. Traditional media is television, broadcast or cable, radio, newspaper, magazine, billboard, transit. There's all different types of traditional media. Then you assess those mediums based off of your market and your message, your target audience. What are, what are you trying to accomplish? Then um, fast forward in this wonderful world of digit, this digital world, it has thrown so much um, additional options into the media mix. Uh, digital radio, Spotify, you know, that's something that, that that's trackable, um, impression-based. YouTube, television, you can do ads there and calculate your conversions. Uh, and the social media platform is huge. Uh, but you got to have a formula, a path and plan to get you to where you want to be with the leads generated. So it could swallow you up. I'm thinking you could spend a fortune. You could spend a fortune. And one of the biggest mistakes I remember making early on is when I got deals. Oh, you could do this. And it was like one third the price of everyone else. There's a reason it's one third the price. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So back in the day, um, I'll never forget when I walked in with, I think it was your law firm. I got this awesome deal and I walked in and I'm like, okay, there's some good things about this. Let's, let's take advantage of it. But there's some other elements over here that we need to clean up. And so you'll hear, oh, I can sell you 300 television commercials for 500 bucks. And it sounds awesome. Wow. 300 commercials. And then when you start peeling the layers back, you're like, okay, this is on a station that is not my demographic, very little viewers. You're going to get the midnight to 6 a.m. What's my ROI? So, and and it's okay there. You don't, I don't expect lawyers to know any of this stuff. Just like, I don't know the law. That's why there's great collaboration. Yeah. Lisa, I think you just hit a nerve there for me. Uh, and when I say you hit a nerve, it's because I, I you actually hit a nerve that made me sit up straight because I think this is one of the biggest challenges for lawyers, many who might be listening. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to say this very softly. Lawyers, I read a study once that lawyers are in the top 2% intellectually in the com- country. In other words, we're pretty smart people, supposedly. We have this PhD. Well, actually, we have a Juris Doctorate. So we're pretty smart. We have this critical analysis. That could be our greatest blind spot. We think we know everything. I talk to lawyers, they're programming their own websites. They're they're doing their own marketing campaigns. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do all things well, right? Um, you got to focus on what you do really well, and you have to find other people who do what they do really well. And I think that's one of the things lawyers think, oh, I'll save money because I'll do it. You know what? Save your money. Don't you even do it. Don't even spend it because it's it's going to be so inefficient and effective. I think that's important to, to kind of comment on. And that's where I go back to the path and plan. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know we're not talking about websites right now, but so many lawyers are like, I did a Wix website on the weekend. Okay, great. Um, but is it working for you? You got up the basics. This is who you are. You know, these are the services that you, the practice areas that you do. And here's our phone number. What's the next level, right? So everybody is different. And well, measurement. I think measurement is the key thing, right? I'm a systems guy. 
Correct. What are people talking about? How do I systematize my law practice? Well, well one the of biggest the thing about systems is tracking your results and measuring the impact, right? So what's true? How would you do that with marketing? Same well, thing, right? And just as important as the, the selections of the mediums that you decide to put into your plan is your messaging. So I always say education is key, not we're the best, come to us. You want to educate, you want to storytell, and you want to put in a call to action. And the call to action in our world is register for an online or register for an upcoming workshop, right? Which um, it can be online. <laughs> and it can be online, you know, and, and thank you to COVID. We have definitely pushed the world, but we, we've always at, at your individual law firm, we've always had that online feature. I'd like to say we were always ahead of the curve when it came to your law firm marketing and advertising. Um, but those are some of the things that you have to keep in, in mind is I'm doing this great campaign. Don't, and this is my biggest thing. You know, you're the area of law, you know, your business, you know, your clientele. I'm really good at marketing and advertising. So I can create the path and plan and I can kickstart scripts and concepts for you, but I need you to help me. So there's some form of collaboration. So when it comes time to build the creative aspects um, for your law firm, don't just leave it up to that television girl that you hired or that, that TV girl that you know you bought the package from or that radio personality that you bought the package from. You wanna be involved in that specific process. And if you, the attorney can't be involved, then delegate somebody internally to be involved and be the communicator, but the liaison between you. And yeah, I, I think that's so important. You know, lawyers are in pain um, and we write checks to make pain go away. So the pain is I don't have enough leads. So somebody comes along and they seem to have the solution that's going to eliminate that pain called leads. And so we write checks and we don't, we, 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 we're not very good at holding people accountable and, and worse, we're not even good at measuring the impact of the money we spent. What do you do to recommend to a lawyer listening today to hold any advertising uh, agency accountable to the advertising to be able to measure? What, what would you recommend yep. to have them do? So this is the thing. I'll go back to our episode that we talked about relationship management system. This is just another relationship. And you have to set the expectations. You have to set your goals, your deliverables. And you have to make sure that the person that you have welcomed to be an extension of your law firm is on your team. And it's not just dollar bills transactions that they're, they're trying to push through. So you have to have the right person and you have to be responsible of setting the expectations and the deliverables, put the meetings on the calendar. Don't let time get away from you. And if you, the attorney can't do all of those commitments, find somebody internally to lead it to partner with the person that you've contracted with. Um, because that's the only way it's going to be successful. And ask questions because there's a lot that you or somebody in your firm might not know. So ask the questions to the professional and they will get back to you with the proper answers to set their expectations on their end. You know, a coach said to me once, it was probably the greatest advice I ever got. And I started, one of the things about when you're a coach, a lot of people listen um, I always tell the story. I read the E-Myth in 1999, and I was in a group of professionals that all read the E-Myth at the same time. And I can tell you, it's 23 years ago now coming up, and I can tell you 80% of that room is still in the same place they were 23 years ago. 
what I did after I read the E-Myth is I started living the E-Myth and I started building systems. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think happens here with marketing so much is people, what I call throw darts, they just throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what they sticks. Do. I see that One more the, often than yeah, not. Well, I want to just highlight something because it brings me back to something you created at, Again, being pressured by me, you work with me and I'm a systems guy. And so I, I remember saying, Lisa, look, this is all great, but how do we systematize this? How do we make it so that any lawyer doing marketing knows the results of the marketing, knows the target market, knows how to look for a particular medium or a particular advertising medium or mechanism? And that's when you created the AMP program, the annual accountability marketing program. Marketing program. Yep. Yeah, accountability or annual marketing program. Yep, yeah, those two, they're interchangeable. The AMP program, just, just again, when all is said and done, I, the, what this coach told me was, if something's not working, then measure yep. it. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, it's not working because there's no measurement. So I knew in a challenge, when I was having challenges with marketing, um, I would say measure and say, all right, how many referrals did we get from each medium? And how do I track it from each medium? How many referrals do I get from relationship marketing? We track, we have a, a scorecard that tracks 19 different ways leads come in. And we could track because our client service coordinator, the one that answers the phone is trained to get that information from every call that comes in. How did you hear about us? And that tells us, simple question, how did you hear about us? And then shut up and listen, right? And they'll tell you. Um, so we started to measure it. And when you start to measure things, you start to see what's working, what's not working. And then, like you said, you start to tweak. Now, I know, I remember you always taught me, and I think it's a very valid point, that you don't change multiple variables at once. You always change one variable because that, if you change multiple variables, you don't know which one created the, the negative or positive impact. And so that's what we did. We just built those systems. So, so again, Lisa, I, I want you to take a minute or two to explain the um, accountable marketing program, annual marketing program, what are the essential elements for you to, to tell a lawyer, to coach them and say, if you're going to do marketing, here are the standards from a systematic standpoint that you need to do um, on a monthly, annual basis or anything in between. How would the system work in your perspective? So the system is as follows. Number one is you have to do an assessment. And you don't know where you're going to go and what you need to get done until you assess where you currently are, right? So actually sit down and do an assessment. And through that assessment, um, what we've seen is eyes, a lot of possibility comes out of it and it, excitement. I didn't think about that. That would be great. So number one, get that assessment done. Number that, two. Lisa, just roughly, I think if I remember your assessment, you had 23 different points you're looking at. Roughly. And, and, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we like, break what it kind down. of website does it accumulate data? Does it not? Right. So there's a whole bunch of things you look at just to assess yep. and say, right. And I think you told me, look, a lot of people are surprised at how much they have. They just never finished a loop. Like they're 80% on so much stuff and they never get to that last part. Yeah. So that's what the assessment will help identify. Absolutely. After the assessment, then what's the next important function that it, I'm going to do to be more effective at marketing? Is setting the plan. So again, not taking it and throwing it against the wall and see what sticks, but actually having a plan. And you can work with professionals like this, like me, or you can work internally with your team, but set the plan for 12 months. And it doesn't have to be overload. It could be small, small doses. And then once you set the expectation, it is weekly meetings, paying attention to your tracking and reporting, 
assessing what's going on in your marketplace. If minor shifts have to happen, looking at your RMS, how does your RMS complement with your marketing, your advertising? Do we have to make some modifications there? Are we introducing a new product? So it's very important. Step one, get educated, understand what's out there. You don't have to know it all. Just be familiar. Number two, complete that assessment, build your plan, number three. And number four, you want to maintain it and keep it in the forefront. Execute it, yeah. And One it, of the things that comes to mind as you talk about that, Lisa, and I tell you, again, going back to my days when I was doing all this and now other, obviously other people are doing it, my favorite sheet was the monthly marketing focuser mm-hmm. um, because that was on one page. I had everything I was doing this month in marketing and it consisted of the following. All of the what I would call RMS meetings. It had all of the internal uh, trainings that I would do for my RMS relationships. When I would go inside financial services or healthcare facilities and train them, those would be on the calendar. All my community presentations would be on the calendar. All my workshops where I was educating the public would be on there. And we had a set number that had to happen in each of those areas. And it was all in the one calendar for the month. And everybody in the company had their responsibilities. It wasn't on one person. One person oversaw it, but everybody did their little parts. And together, all of the parts created a whole. It kept everybody focused. And what was powerful about those monthly focusers is it just became the way you ran your business. It wasn't Uh something special or off the cuff. It just became your marketing department, how it operated. You did your monthly marketing focuser. You had your your weekly meetings to track your success to goal in each of the areas. And you identified the shortcomings as they were occurring rather than at the end of the month. So if you saw leads dropped in a particular month, I remember you and I would adapt and maybe change the messaging to see if that would help the next week. And we would find it would or wouldn't. And and it's really about tracking. And that's why those monthly focuses were always so important because those monthly focuses, again, sharing my perspective, having gone through that assessment with you, what I realized was. I always wanted to throw money at the advertising because, you know, we hear it and see it. But what I realized, you helped me see that spending a little bit more money on the website and not doing it myself enabled the website to be working for you 24-7, 365, collecting leads and moving people forward when I couldn't because I can't be on TV constantly. So, but there's really technical ways to do it and to design websites and and, and blogging and all these other things yeah. that help drive people to your message so it can be done while you're sleeping. And that's really what I think the assessment does, where to spend your money. So is it getting a new, sometimes I wanted to go spend, t- I remember you said, I wanted to go spend $10,000 on a marketing campaign. You said, Dave, no, spend $10,000 on your website this quarter instead, because that'll give you leads perpetually. So right. that's what I think the annual marketing plan does. It helps you allocate your budget for the year too, to say, all right, where am I spending it so that by the end of the year, everything's merging together to create what I call a pipeline yeah. a pipeline of referrals, not buckets, buckets that full and empty. you got a pipeline that keeps flowing. And the other thing that you said, and again, we can talk a whole other episode on this. You, like you said in the beginning, you're 80% there. You don't realize the things that you have. And that's been a lot of the breakthroughs when I'm talking with law firms what kind of, are you able to pull an email database together? Okay. Let technology work for you. There's so many 
tips and tricks and the technological platform that you can have stuff working for you while you're focusing on doing your job. And that's yeah. just... It, I think the popular one was, I'll send a newsletter. Well, again, the newsletter's okay, but what are you putting in the newsletter? What's your or, brand? What's, what's your message? What's next? What's next? Yeah. You know, we get a lot of we. Oh, I have digital downloads on my website. Awesome. What happens after that? Well, How about email blasts. We call it Toma, top of or mind what, awareness. What are we doing right. to send emails to prospects? And, and that's all automation today. There's so much that can be done automation and digitally. And I think that's what a lot of lawyers are missing, or they're just one offing it. Oh, well, someone right. told me to do this. Someone told me that. The biggest mistake I see with lawyers is. They want to do it all themselves and they have multiple people. I believe you need one marketing person to guide you. That's what I love about your AMP program because you'll do the assessment and create the marketing plan and then they can hire your firm to do it or they can hire another firm to do it. You just hold them accountable every month and say, look, this is what you got to get done. Who's doing it? And right, what's exactly. your budget? And that's, and that's, that's, really, that's really what the, I, I like. The beauty of it is they get to self-create. No two plans are the same. No, they're not. They're not. And a lot of them have a lot of tools at their fingertips that they just need to start implementing and set realistic, realistic expectations because marketing and advertising, if you don't do it every single day as your profession can get extremely overwhelming yeah. for individuals that don't deal with it. And you can't hit and miss. You can't do it for three months and then disappear no. for three months. You have no. to be consistent. Here's the other thing I've always found, Lisa. Consistency. When I go to your website, I see one picture and one brand, and then I get your brochures in the office, and they're not connected. No. The well, that's all your connected. marketing and branding. Right, that's, exactly. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes <laughs> I remember, I'm just going back to the beginning when we did the first AMP program with you, just realizing that over the course of a year, we brought all of that together. It wasn't oh, yeah. like one month, and we chipped away a little bit of each month, and we were moving everything forward each month. We would set those goals each month. And what I knew is by the end of the year, I'm like, holy crap, look how much stuff we've done. Oh my gosh, look, we have regular leads now. And how do we enhance them? So yeah. you got to start somewhere. You got to get regular consistent lead generation. And then you start focusing on enhancing that number. And that only, remember, and here's the key thing. It's a process. It's not a destination. It never ends. There's a beginning and a middle and an ongoing. You have yeah. to build it to be, you got to build the foundation first. And so many lawyers are hitting and missing trying to chase leads or chase a magic bullet that some marketing firm, I think that, I mean, since you got us in that AMP program, it's never been what I'm going to call more consistent. We're all, I feel like we're all aligned. All the different team members know what the goals are. They look at that monthly focuser. And then I have the freedom to go get the service anywhere I want. Great. There's 10 firms that will build a marketing, uh, 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 um, a website. Great. Then you can go compete that out. But in the right. end, what is the website going to do? That's right. the AMP program that helps you define on it. So, yeah, yep. I, I, I think it's really cool. I think we all want to have a magic bullet. And the magic bullet I found is this. Set expectations and create a process because it's not going to be a one and done. It's a process of building a foundation that you continually evolve and improve that leads to ongoing leads that become what I call a pipeline versus a bucket. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I concur. And, and don't, for our listeners, don't get scared about the word advertising, be open just because something comes across your desk that looks awesome. Don't just jump into it. Do a little bit of due diligence research, lean on some professionals. Well, I would um, say see where it fits in your annual marketing plan. Exactly. And that, then you're not yeah. jumping on things. If you find yourself yeah. reacting to stuff that tells me you don't have a plan. 
You're just right. reacting to stuff coming across your desk. Anyone listening, if you're reacting to stuff coming across your desk, you don't have a plan. You're wasting money. Now, yeah. sometimes it might work. Most times it doesn't. And it's not efficient when it does. So I always say it's always better to plan and measure your results based on a plan than wing it and not know how you got there. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So um, thanks. I, I could keep talking for hours, Dave, about this yes, topic. Well, you know. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you're passionate about things. But um, yes. everyone, thanks again for joining us today for the Lawyers with Purpose Practice, Practice Success podcast. We hope that you're getting so much wonderful insight. Um, I believe this marks episode 15. So yay. Um, but thank you, everyone. And um, have a wonderful day. And as always, you can go to lawyerswithpurpose.com to listen to all the different episodes that we have produced thus far. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Practice Success Podcast. Visit www.lawyerswithpurpose.com podcast to listen to other episodes and to subscribe. We'll see you next time.